0: Right. So now we're sitting there. This is right after I found out. And she goes, let's just keep this quiet. Let's just keep this between us. And um, I sat on it for a couple of days. And I had moments where I felt really, really alone. And this is where I would say almost disconnected. like Because now we're talking about connection spiritually and disconnected. It was not a why it was a, what am I supposed to do? Like this kind of helpless feeling. Like, how does this, how is this about to change my entire life? Forever. She is the
1: Director of International Relations and Lead Trainer at my workout of choice, Pevolve International, and a breast cancer survivor. This is Jalila Jones. I believe God put a specific light in your heart for a purpose, for you to shine it into this world in a way that nobody else can, a light that is unique as the print on your finger. And our job is to take that light and go love people with it in this world. Everywhere you go, you have a ministry. You don't just have to be a preacher to have a ministry. Your light is your ministry. It's how you shine it at your job, at your family, at the dinner table with your friends, at the movies, at the park, at your apartment. Everywhere you go, you are made to shine your light. Do it. Be it. Love people. Be kind. Honor them. Honor yourself. This is made to shine. everybody, and welcome back to Made to Shine. Oh, I hope you're watching the YouTube video. We have the most beautiful guests on with us today. As you just heard in that introduction, we have the beautiful, amazing, phenomenal, impressive Juliela Jones with us on today.
2: Yeah. Oh, my I keep gosh.
0: Just, don't stop. just keep going. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, okay, so... As everybody knows on this podcast, we (laughs) believe that every single person has a ministry. It's not just preachers and pastors. It's the way you live your life, whether you're going to your job, going to your college sorority, going to your high school football game, hangout, whatever. And Jalila, you are a fitness instructor at Mm -hmm. my particular fitness method of choice, which so many people have questions Mm -hmm. on, and we're definitely going to have to talk about people. But that all to say... As I said to this to you prior, like the reason I reached out to you is I take these classes virtual online and your spirit, like your energy, it radiates through the screen. And a lot of them aren't even live. I do the on-demand ones. And so it's like just so beautiful to see. And it's so apparent you shine your light in everything you do as, as you. a friend, as, you know, just a, a breast cancer survivor, as a fitness instructor, you. and you- just inspire me from afar and now from up close. And so, thank you for being on Made to Shine today.
0: Woo, woo, woo. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. You are amazing. I just need your energy around me all day and night. <laughs>
1: hey, I, I always say, I'm like, the, my non negotiables <laughs> include like my hydration, my nutrition, and my P-valve. And I that has
2: it. a lot to do with my energy. <laughs> that um, will do
0: it, release those endorphins.
1: Yes, I'll have to come see you in person. But sure. we have got before we dive into all the things, your story, your journey. We have got a kick off. Made to shine with how I kick off every episode, which I don't think you know what this is. So I didn't tell her. Um, which is what is your favorite quote? And what? Oh
2: my gosh!
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs>
2: Every oh, time I asked that to so somebody, they're like same reaction. How do I choose? Um, it's Michael Phelps, but I need to um be very. I have to remember
0: exactly what he said. You can paraphrase. I can paraphrase. Um, so when I was living in the Middle East, Michael Phelps came um for our promotion for Under Armour, and he says, what determines greatness from failure? He says, it's within you. And it's on the moments that you feel like you can't or that you want to give up. And you have that moment that you did show up on that day. Remember how you felt after when you showed up for yourself. It's your greatness. It's not anyone else's judgment or determination on what greatness is to you it's how you make yourself feel and let that be the inception of how you move forward
1: Hmm. I have I receive that
0: I always say yeah
1: I'm like I need
0: it I use it all the time like there are so many moments or like when I have a fitness goal or when I have a goal in general for the month and I just get to there's a point for all of us where we're just like I just don't want to do it like I don't want to do it I can't do it I'm tired and then all of the negative thoughts come into your brain and then you finally get there and you're doing it and then it's like there's this moment where you push past and you complete the task and it's like remember how you feel Mm -hmm. remember this feeling Mm -hmm. feel it enjoy it be present in it and let that be your driver
1: Amen. And also, because that has nothing to do with whether or not other people validate you for that. Right.
0: Exactly. And we live in
1: such a day and age where we're constantly seeking others validation to be able to validate ourselves and it's like oh no honey it is about you knowing you showed up for you and even in the dark like when no one's there clapping for you yeah and um and I love that and and thinking about like even the little bit you shared with me and and your journey and your story like okay I'm looking at this beautiful persons sitting, I don't know if you're sitting or standing, but in front of me virtually and you're this <laughs> instructor at this like amazing company and your Instagram, you're just popping and gorgeous and traveling and all the stuff. And it's like, it's so easy for like the 18 year old or the 22 year old to sit there and look at Jalila's profile and think this girl's got it all. Like her life oh. is perfect. And so Hey, well, take us back. You've been through some stuff. You've felt some stuff. So take, what are the most important pieces of context for your journey that's led to this person
2: that I'm talking to right now? Um, that's a really great question. How I got, how I got
0: here. Um, well, backstory, I'm now in my fourth year of remission from breast cancer I was, I'm 36 now. I was diagnosed at 32, 2019, December, right before COVID, craziness, right? Because oh. 2020 was COVID, right? Yes. I oh. remember going through my surgery right before they shut the whole everything down. So you, um, you,
1: you found out right before COVID that you had December,
0: 2019, December 12, 2019. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was um, living in the Middle East at the time and I living in Dubai. I was on my fifth year of living in Dubai. Um, I was there working for another fitness company where I was one of the master trainers there. Um, enjoying it, crazy, fun. I'll talk about Dubai in a second. But as I was there, um, I was experiencing some pain in my breast and something told me, and I until this day say it was God because I'm a big prayer I'm a big meditator and I was just using my gut and my intuition something told me this is not normal go get checked so I go to get checked with my OBGY and I said you know I've been experiencing really intense pain in my breast and she said pain is good that means it's not a, mal- a malignant tumor or it's not a tumor so sis cyst- and adenomas, which um mimic tumors are usually benign but um obviously a, a tumor that's cancerous you feel nothing in your body like you wouldn't feel pain it's it's hard to actually notice that it's even there
2: um anyway
0: um she said you are feeling a little lumpy though i'm pretty sure at your age it's just some cysts but let's go get it checked anyway let's do a sonogram and um and check to make sure everything's okay. So a couple of days later I went in for the sonogram and she said, Yeah, it is definitely cyst. Hiding behind the cyst was a tumor pushing up against the cyst that were causing me pain. So thank God I got checked because <laughs> there was a she said, I do see something though that I don't like. It looks a little squiggly, it's not round like how a normal Cyst would be. It looks a little odd. I think we need to go in for an MRI. I go in for an MRI. And then after the MRI, they said there is a suspicious tumor there. That's a 90% chance that it's a malignancy. From there, I got a biopsy. And behind the cyst that I was telling you about was that tumor. And it was a cancerous tumor, stage two, grade two, um invasive carcinoma, I think it was called at the time. Um, But I was so happy that I just felt something, prayed about it. And then just something said, go be proactive. And I ran to the doctor and thank God I caught it early because it wasn't at stage three. It was at stage, stage two. And it was moving at a moderate pace. Like if I wasted more time, it would have grown really fast and I would have been in a.
1: Okay. We've got to pause there because you said like, I was so happy. I prayed about it. And like, I'm sure this is where I feel like I get so interested in talking to people about <laughs> like that moment of finding out. I'm sure yeah. there was a bit of shock. There was a bit of, I mean, you are this master trainer living in Dubai for fitness. I'm sure your health was something you always felt very confident in. Yes.
2: Oh and my all gosh, of a
1: sudden yes. it's like, talk to me about that, like receiving this news that kind of conflicts with in a way, what you could have like put your identity on for so long, which is like fitness, health, all that orientation.
2: Um,
0: And I think like things, this is a really, I I did notice I use the term so happy. I think that I was more happy that I listened
2: Mm -hmm. is what I
0: meant. It's it's not like I just waited on it and sat on it and just said, oh, it's just a little pain. I'm going to leave it alone. Like I was happy that I prayed on it. And I followed my gut and I was proactive about it. And that, that saved my life.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think like the, the steps going after that really helped me throughout my journey. When I found out I had cancer and when they officially diagnosed me, I was not shocked. I actually knew something was wrong. I had a feeling something was wrong. Even when the doctor said, oh, pain is good. It could just be cyst. Something felt off, and I listened, and I stayed on top of it, and I was aggressive about it because I do live in it I was living in an environment that was quite male dominated, so I wonder if there was a part of it that I wasn't taken seriously when I was saying something might be off um so i was I guess I was just happy that I knew something was wrong i and I was aggressive about surviving.
1: What did it feel like? What did that knowing feel like? Um,
0: so great. Because, wow. These questions are deep.
1: Well, hey, girl, this is what we do on Major Time. But this is, this is why, this is why, this is why I ask. Because I think that, and I know for me personally, like I believe God, you know, he's in the body and we're going to get into like the relationship between body and spirit because I love talking to people about that. But you're like your body knows, it sends you signals, it tells you stuff. Right. And so I think sometimes though, we we always ask the question like, how do I know what God wants me to do? How do I know what he's, and in this moment, it was very clear to you, like, I need to go get something checked. I know. How did that differ from times where you were like, I don't really know.
2: Right.
0: How, how, why was it so much? Because there, I think like, you know, those moments when you don't know, and you feel anxious, you feel something in your chest and your heart starts pounding and you almost feel shortness of breath. Mm -hmm. It was, it was not that. It was more like this calm kind of, it, it, I I wish I could say it's like this, ah, like angels are singing to you, but it's,
2: it's not, it's just this calm, strong, it, like, you're okay. And if you
0: follow what I'm saying to you, you're going to be okay. Go get checked. It was assertive and it was sure. And and it was in a moment, and it's in a moment of stillness. There's not a lot of sound and a lot of noise around you. It's almost the moment you take before you pray. You know how you just did right before we prayed this breath,
2: mm-hmm. close your
0: eyes, put your hands together. If you just stayed in that silence for a little bit longer, you'd hear what God's saying to you before you ask God for what you need.
2: Wow. Okay, that just preached
1: to me. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, you know, it did. That just, I received that. Um, I'm going to say that so many times. But the reason for that is because I think, wow, like so many times we consult our emotions for the best thing to do. I think about like, you know, going back to like girls going back to toxic relationships because I'm anxious without him. I feel like I don't, or like going to jobs or schools that like make us feel anxious. And it's like, but I, if I don't have that, I don't feel it's, it, it's a, it's a deep, when you know something, it's deeper. It's a, it's almost like an anchor. You're anchored beneath even what's the turbulence of the emotions above, you know? Yeah, it's definitely
0: past emotion. And, and I am someone that's that is that grew up anxious. I have dealt with anxiety for a very long time, and actually, I will speak to I could speak to that a little bit later and how I'm dealing with it now because it comes back to prayer. But mm-hmm. I definitely found a calmness in the moment before I ask. I take this. I took the time to just be open to receiving what God wanted me to know or wanted to tell me, and that's when it was like, just go. You're okay. Go take, just go get checked, or just go uh, to the doctor to tell them that you're experiencing pain and see what comes out of it. But you're okay. I'm with mm. you, kind of thing. Like,
2: well, mm-hmm. I, I
0: want to mm-hmm. say, like that's that, that's how it sounded to me, and and and, it, and it's my voice. It's still my voice talking to me, uh, but it's just calm. It's just this
2: calmness. Like, don't don't get excited. You're okay. Everything's fine go to the doctor. And I did. So I I'm call- also not one, but I meant to tell you, I'm also not one that goes
0: to the doctor. So I just want to say, like, I'm not someone that's very on top of my health. Or I'm the one that lets things linger. But I knew, like, I don't usually talk to myself like that, or hear that, or take that time. But I was already in a very spiritual place living in Dubai. Um, I had a very stringent spiritual routine. I felt very connected, which I'm so grateful for to this day, because that is the reason why I went to the doctor.
1: Did you always know Jesus? Like, did were you always spiritual?
2: Always, always spiritual. And
0: if I'm honest, I have my times where I'm a little bit more disconnected. And then I have my times when I'm super connected. I feel like all of us, as we grow from childhood to adult life, it's our journey of how we come to know. And there's gratitude in the journey from disconnect to connect in your adult life, for sure. Tell me about that. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, obviously when you're a child, you, you know, your parents raise you in church. So my mom was Episcopalian and my dad was Baptist. So I got to see... You know, very quiet. We stand up, we sit down, we do the communion to my dad's church where it's like, <laughs> Jesus, everyone's swimming and dancing. You know, um, I was also a dancer. Um, I grew up dancing, and then obviously I took dancing into my adult life. Um, and I would say my journey and connection to God was in high school. I was in Catholic school at the time. Oh, also, I went to Catholic school. So, Catholic school, Episcopalian mother, Baptist dad. So, I got, to, I learned so much about the world of Christianity, Christianity, and all of the denominations and how different ways people practice. But I liked the similarities and that mm-hmm. there's more similarities than differences in denominations, you know? Yeah. At the end of the day, Jesus, we all love Jesus.
2: We do. We do. I
1: I love that. And I think like what I love about your openness with that is that is the human experience to go through seasons of connection and disconnection. That is the fallen world we live in. But guess what? We've got a God that never leaves us. And so even when we
0: leave
1: still there. And so okay, you you go through this journey. You just got told you have breast cancer. It's about to be COVID. You don't know it's about to be COVID. Talk to us through that, like the the progression after that.
0: Oh, okay. Sure. Um, so I go through this journey. I get, Oh, I called my mom. My mom flew right to Dubai and she, she didn't know she was going to get stuck in Dubai. She wound up getting stuck there for six months because they shut down the airports. They wouldn't let you. (laughs) That's a little big. So yeah, they wouldn't let you leave. And so she was with me through the entire thing. So I, find out that I had a tumor in my breast. They diagnosed me with stage two grade two breast cancer. And there was a moment upon that diagnosis. If I was diagnosed around the 12th, maybe like the 13th or the 14th, my mom and I were talking and we were like, we're not going to tell anybody about it. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to share. We're just going to try and take care of it as quick as possible and get it done. I sat on that.
1: uh, To... Sorry to interrupt you. Quick thing. So for people who aren't knowledgeable about breast cancer, how many stages are there? And is stage two, like, explain the severity or okay. not as much thereof of stage two?
0: The stages go by how far the cancer spreads. Okay, now this is my my version of it.
1: Hey, no one's a doctor on here. So, no, okay, okay. You can tell us anything, Jalila. <laughs> yeah, you will. I'll put, I'll put scientific notes in the, in the podcast notes that so people can, you know,
0: learn. No, the from. stages start from the big toe, honey. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, the, stage, if the stages are rated by how far the cancer spreads from the tumor. So it, it's, if it's local, like in your breast, that's stage one. If it starts to spread towards under your arm, like closer to the lymph nodes, and then it goes in, then stage three is like when it's in other parts of your body, closer to other organs, and stage four obviously would be multiple parts, multiple organs. Um, yeah, so mine was at stage two, so at the time it was on the outside of my left, the tumor was on the outside of my left breast, they specifically said two o'clock at the two o'clock position of my breast, which is like at the top left. And it was in my left breast. And uh, little fact, most breast cancer comes in the left breast first before the right, like in general. Um, and so they, and the grade is how fast it's growing or how fast it's moving. So um, obviously it could be moving really, really fast. Mine was moving at a moderate pace of 30%. Um, So it was growing not slow, but not not too fast, but not super slow. It's just a moderate rate of growth. So
1: moderate growth rate, stage two, and you and your mom were not going to tell anybody.
0: Right. So now we're sitting there. This is right after I found out. And she goes, let's just keep this quiet. Let's just keep this between us. And um, I sat on it for a couple of days. And I've had moments where I felt really, really alone. And this is where I would say almost disconnected, like, because now we're talking about connection spiritually and disconnected. It was not a why, it was a, what am I supposed to do? Like this kind of helpless feeling, like, how does this, how is this about to change my entire life, right? I'm getting ready to lose 40 percent of my breasts because now we've decided upon a lumpectomy I'm getting advice from so many doctors people were are deciding between a mastectomy which is where they remove the entire breast a lumpectomy how am I gonna look now like oh, any everything that you can think and not have answers and it's the it's was the unknown like most people that was causing the fear and the fear was causing the disconnect I And which is why one of my other favorite quotes I got from church is, it's not just about praying when you're happy or when when you're grateful. It's about praying in those dark moments or like those moments where you're scared or those moments where, where around you, you might lose faith that that's when you pray. It's not just about praying when you want something or when everything's going great. It's about finding that moment to find peace and stillness and prayer and the moments that are not so great that you're afraid. And I think I found that the most during that time.
2: Why do you think that's
1: so hard for people? Why do you, or like, if you look at your life now and maybe you've gotten better at this, but I know even for me, like I, I love Jesus and I love God and I, I like, and I stray, I disconnect at times and then connect like same, I'm human, but it is sometimes so much harder for me. I don't know if it's a stubbornness in me, but like when I'm going through a time where I'm literally like, what is my life right now? Like, I don't, I don't see a way out. It is so dark. There is this ego in me that's like, turn to your Instagram. Go, go right. look at Netflix, like numb out, numb out, don't turn to God. Why do you think it's so hard?
0: I think that in those moments, your ego and your emotion take over sometimes. And it almost feels like it's taking over your body. It almost takes, feels like it's taking over um, you physically, that it almost becomes this distraction and this this feeling of that you have lost control. When you, and then when you realize that you were never in control and that God has got you, God comes first before the self. And when you leave it to God, then I think that's w- once you calm down and remember, I don't need to have control. God has control. God has my back. And God has shown you repeatedly throughout your life that God comes through. You're, it's okay it's going to be okay. But it's hard to find that connection when emotions are so high and you're panting and you're feeling that anxiety and your heart's pounding and you're not getting the answers you want and you're out of control. It's hard to remember you never you were never in control in the first place.
1: Wow. So this is good. This is good because I think that when people like In my life, I'll just speak personally. I won't speak for people right now. In my life, I relate to you on the front that when I've gone through major life transitions and I have never been through a health um, difficulty like you have. So just in other areas, relationships, work, and it's that stillness, knowing I'm making the right decision, making it. And then the anxiety floodgates are open. And it's like the weeks that follow, I forget what that stillness felt like. And all I feel are these (gasps) panic, like short breath. Did I do the right thing? Why is this happening? And so talk to me through, like, were you able to reconnect with that stillness Mm -hmm. in that isolating time? If so, and if not, like, how did you get back to what you're talking about today?
0: So I, um. So those three days, it was more than three days. Because if I was diagnosed on the 12th, I didn't decide to make it a public thing and talk about it until the thir- 31st. That's when I like made the announcement on Instagram. Hey, everybody, I have this diagnosis and I'm going to be okay. So in the two weeks that I was going through it, I would say the first five days from the diagnosis was when I had one day that I cried. In the kitchen and I just was it was just that what do I do now what's going to happen with my life the fear of the unknown Um, and then I went back to prayer and I and and more than prayer because there are times that you're so lost in emotion that you can't even come up with the words it's almost I don't know if it's coming from a place of not only fear but if I'm fully transparent anger and I hate saying that. Like, I hate, I'm like, it's already it's like, sorry, God, that I was mad that I had cancer, but <laughs> it's okay. Like, it is okay in hindsight to feel those feelings. They're real feelings. They were there. Um, so, those feelings caused me to sometimes pray in silence and not have anything to say, like, just be speechless. So, I turned to YouTube guided meditations and guided prayer meditations where I let them do the words, but I just, where I let them do the praying, but I just focused on the words. And then I would finish with, send your messages to me, God, keep your messages coming to me, keep talking to me. And then I would start sharing with some of some of my clients. And somehow, the clients, the very, the three clients I shared it with, knew someone that went through breast cancer or went through breast cancer themselves. And then that turned into them saying, but we couldn't talk about it because we live in the Middle East and it's, and it's very taboo to talk about, you know, things going on with your breast and things going on with cancer mm-hmm. and that type of environment. So I said, I bet there's a lot of people who are suffering or who've gone through different medical conditions in the Middle East that they can't talk about, but I can talk about it. Maybe I'll find my tribe in speaking about it. And then after all those, <laughs> took all those days. And then the 31st, I literally said, hello, Instagram. My name's Jalila. And I just found out that I've been diagnosed with breast cancer, but I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to kick cancer's butt. And that was how it went. And I went and I don't know, I don't know who I was. I was some God was clearly moving through me because I people were like, how did you get through it so positive and so happy? And I I was genuinely positive and I was genuinely happy. Like it wasn't, it really
2: wasn't horrible. And I thank God for that. Were you positive? <laughs> because my
1: brain is going a big download right now. I know. <laughs> One thing okay. said, it just. It lifted my spirit. I'm curious, when you say, like, I was so positive throughout the whole entire thing. Were you positive because you believed, like, cancer, I'm going to kick its butt? Or was that stillness coming from, but even if I don't, I know I'm going to be okay?
0: No, I I definitely, it was definitely a, God told me I'm going to be fine. And I and I've followed every step from the beginning. So why wouldn't I be fine? It was my faith, one thousand percent, that was like you're you're. I, as I was going through it, I knew I was going to come out of it. There, like I was sure, meaning a hundred and ten percent. I knew no matter what, I was going to come out of it, and I was going to be okay because God told me. And in my moments of stillness, it got me to to finding it early, doing it, following the steps with God first before the world uh, was my trigger and was my motivator, not my trigger, my motivator to get me through cancer. I just said, as long as I listen, as long as I find this time to be still, to pray, to listen to the messages, then I'm going to get through this. And I got through it with peace in my soul, in my heart, the entire time with faith the entire time. I was really mentally and emotionally, I was really okay. I was, I was good. And I was even able to serve during the time I'm, I'm needing help. I had, I had my angels around me from being my mom to being my members I had people who were there for me and I had God. And it was enough for me to also be there and be of service for people who needed me and needed my advice and needed my help because I knew I was them at one point. And maybe I needed to feel that low for a couple of days to see how it felt before I got back to faith, before I got back to my real connection, before I got back to, you're going to be fine. You're going to crush this. I'm with you. I got you. I have your back. And I'm going to bring people around you and a community around you that's going to make sure that
2: you're okay and you make it through this and you heal and you show people that you did it with faith. That's your journey and your purpose right now.
1: Amen. I just think it's so beautiful and such a testament to God, like how you went through what you did and not only did he bring you out of it, but you're using that as a light to lead the way for other people and not just people going through breast cancer, people going through challenges in life. I always say pain doesn't discriminate. Everyone gets hit everyone gets hit. I mean, it it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter your story. Like you get hit if you're living this life and you keep using the word stillness. And I'm curious, Mm. like for the person that's thinking to themselves still is anything but what I feel. I feel like I am. Hurting, and my mind is in a thousand directions, and my heart is doing that thing, Julila. You said that yours was doing for a little bit, like panic, panic, panic. And so, with that stillness, did that come from almost like moments where, like when you you got the news about your breast cancer, and you said like you just you knew you were still, you knew it was going to be okay, right? Or did it come from things outside of you, or were there things you practically did to reach that state of stillness?
0: in moments, um that's a that's a fabulous question actually annie um when i was in high school um in catholic school actually one thing they said is anytime you start to get nervous or anxious or start to have fear close your eyes and say lord jesus lord jesus lord jesus Uh just keep calling god's name until you start to feel calm because god always hears you right Uh and i think like in my adult life to find stillness because i think Is that your question? How do you get to stillness when you're in this state of anxiety and, you know, overthinking and you're just out of control? I think it's when you take a deep breath, start to first you start and this. I also learned from yoga a little bit that you start to breathe and notice your breath. Right. You become aware of and you are trying to become present. So. Notice when you inhale, if you inhale and stop at your chest, usually those are signs of stress and anxiety. Try to start to breathe and let the oxygen flow into the base of your belly. Once you get that going, start to close your eyes and where, where your thoughts are, let the thoughts go, but start to talk to God. Say, Lord, Jesus, Lord, and, and imagine God is just coming towards you or gravitating, like visualize not necessarily imagine, visualize God is gravitating to you. And then once you start to calm down and once you start to find peace, find silence before you make your, before you pray, just find silence and just see if you could hear anything saying I'm
2: here or you, or I'm present. I love you. You're okay. And then you can pray. Oh my God.
1: I was doing that while you were talking. I was yeah. Like, I'm to save that clip and put it on heads. <laughs> just listen to Jalila talk me through how to breathe like every
0: yes, um, No. Because there's stress when you breathe into your chest. It, it means that you're holding stress. You really want to let oxygen flow and just fo- by focusing on your breath is how you become present, right? You start to become aware I'm here. And what's happening with anxiety, you're out of control of your past or your future, right? You're, 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 you feel out of control. Like, it's called future tripping. That's what we say, future tripping, um, where you start to become anxious about things that haven't yet happened. And what you need to do is reel into what's happening right now in the space you're in right now. Right now, I'm in a safe space. Right now, I'm sitting down. Right now, I'm alive. Right now, I'm breathing. Breathing is how I'm living. Inhale, exhale. Become present with what's happening in the present space of now. And then you start to calm down and then you go, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. And I don't know why I'm smiling because it's like God's coming, God's on the way. he's in, we- he's here.
1: He's oh,
0: how He's about, already here. got yeah. like, doing a little dance
1: to me. Yeah. He's, like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. with like, Annie and today. <laughs> yeah. We're going for lunch." Yeah. What I love is that makes you know. They're all throughout Scripture talks about the breath of life, and it says, "Let everything that has breath praise the Lord." And you know, like Yahweh, the one of the initial name, like Yahweh, or um, yeah, Jehovah, yes, Yahweh, whatever right? have you. But like they say, a lot of times it mimics like. Yahweh. It mimics the breath. And so it's like with every breath, we are worshiping and glorifying our heavenly father. And, and I don't know if you've seen that video of um, like all the animals on earth and like some of the nature, but oh, I'll send it to you. It's great. But it's like with all of their breath, like all these animals, it, um, it, it plays to the tune of like this worship song. It's beautiful. But it just, it, when you see it at this grand scale, you realize like everything that has breath, praises the lord. And so how mm-hmm. are you using your breath? Are you using it to short circuit your anxiety system and freak out about the future or are you using it to ground yourself in that stillness knowing God is the God of tomorrow and the next day and the next day and a thousand years ago and a thousand years from now and your kids and their kids and all the kids. You know what I mean? Like forever. How are you using your breath? And so I love that. And, you know, we're, we're coming up with time. We're not going to have time to talk about p uh, but that's okay. <laughs> second, we can talk about it, but I want to yeah. pop off with this question around when we first got on and I was telling you about the audience demographic and I was like, Julia, like these are younger people. It's like 18 to 26. And you're like, wow, that was, I felt so isolated when I was going through that time period a quote that I love is you were most qualified to serve the person you once were. So talk me through, like what have we not talked about today that you would want Jalela at that age to know and to hang on to in these dark moments where light is hard to come by?
0: Um, this is actually very easy. In the moments that your brain and your body is telling you, I can't, with God, you can, you can. Mm -hmm. So push past, push past, I can't, because we're all going to get, we're all going to get in these anxious moments. We're all going to get in these moments and think about it. You could even think about it physically. Think about the times you're running and 30 seconds hits, but you have to get to a minute and 30 seconds in you're like, I can't. What, what gets you to, I can, it's, it's you, you pushing past, I can, you pushing past, I can, not and you get to that moment, that point of success, which is why it's so synonymous with what I was saying, uh, Michael Phelps said, yeah. um, so there's nothing you can't do with God, you can do anything and probably more than what you think you can do. You can do it in abundance. And I think that reminding myself of that in those moments and finally remembering it, feeling it, believing it, and having faith in it, I saw the difference and I saw how it led me through my journey. And I can never say that that journey was a regret. In fact, I could almost say I'm grateful for the journey. I'm blessed for how I love myself and love God and show up in my
2: life because of the journey. Amen. Amen. I feel like we live in a world that's
1: starving for the very thing they have the power to give themselves, which is love. And starving for access to the very thing they always have access to, which is God. And... Amen. with your story and your Always journey have
0: access to that is
1: yeah, you do you do and oh, like yes. but you use the word reminding and that's powerful because yeah I think a lot of people um you know they want like a one-time fix we live in that I want it now society and they give their lives to Jesus or they or they connect once and they think it's going to be that way for the rest of their life and it's like nope right every day you've got to find your gravity. You've got to find your breath. You've got to remind yourself who you are and who right. he is because we forget in this crazy world.
0: Right. A friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, actually uh, two weeks ago, I was suffering from pretty severe anxiety. and and, it, and that's not to say that it doesn't happen still to this day, you know? And I remember when it became, and why I'm talking about it so much is because it became this mental, physical thing. And He said to me, do you ever think that when that happens, maybe God is calling you to come back to him? Maybe that you got too far away from your path. And it struck me. And then the next thing he said, which was the reminder that I needed, he said to me, when you're going through this anxiety or when you're having this anxiety and it's so intense, that is the time to pray. There's never a time 24 hours throughout the day, 365 days a year, that you can't pray. There's never a moment, a space, a place, or time you can't stop and pray. And he said, "Did you do that? When that happened?" And I said, "I didn't." But he was so 1,000 percent on it, on the money. And I said,
2: "Yes, that's
0: what I needed to hear." And I was so, and I mean, I was so much better the day, following days after. But I was so grateful for that reminder.
1: Oh my gosh, that yeah. you appreciated me today, um, yes. no, truly. I'm like uh, because you think about. I think so many times when we go through seasons of life, where maybe we're doing something new, or we're doing the same old thing, and we have these anxiety moments we think we're doing something wrong when really it could be God just calling us back to him and pushing us to the next best version of ourselves learning Correct. about a new version of ourselves and him as we go right. through things we've never done through before that produce set anxiety and Amen. I just when you think about it that way it's like if you can look at your anxiety as a trigger to okay God this come is back. your day. come back. back in come back. There's obviously come something back on here. your path. Yeah. Come back. And you, like I'm thinking about bowling right now. Lord knows why, but you know, like you have your bumpers. You I can only yeah. bowl with bumpers. I'm not that great of a bowler. Those are your bumpers. It's like when you're feeling very anxious, okay, get back. You're a little too far off, whether that's, you need to check your ego. You need to check all that. That is amazing.
0: I love that. When it. And with referencing bowling, God, is always the bumper. Like, God is, you're never going to fall off with me. There's no way you're going to get sidetracked
2: when I'm there. Keep me in your life, because I'm always here. And I always love you. And I always have your, trust me. And all those times that you lose that faith, faith and that trust, remember when
0: God was there and how your how blessed your journey was. And I always and which is why I loved when he said that to me this time because it reminded me of my journey through cancer and how grateful I am that God was with me every step of the way and for how I handled it and how I, you know,
2: like I, I don't want to say I was happy or I was fine but I I really I don't regret it.
1: Mm-hmm. A common question I feel like people always ask is, you know, God loved us so much. Why do bad things happen? All the jazz. Mm -hmm. I can, and I'm sure you can test this after just your story, but for me, it is in those seasons of life where I feel so brokenhearted about whatever it might be. And, And more nights are filled with tears on my pillow than not. I am so sensitive to the voice of God. And it's almost like you recognize I call them God winks, but even it's like you recognize them more than the times where maybe life is fine and you're just running a thousand miles an hour. And that's mm. so necessary in your cultivation of the best version of you that God wants to be because he's trying to turn us more and more like him. Right. And so, right. It's so necessary because if I didn't get through, go through brokenhearted times, I would miss all of these God winks. And right. I wouldn't have anything to hold on to for the next time that I go through something. Because more often than not, when I like go through a brokenhearted season and I'm thinking about God's faithfulness, I go back to the last brokenhearted season. And I think about what he did then. And there is just, it's so necessary. It's so necessary.
0: Yeah. Man. yeah. I totally agree. I love that. Jalila,
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, you are just the most beautiful, amazing guest. Thank <laughs> you. For being on the podcast, thank you. This is amazing. Talk about people because, yeah, that's just my life, too. Um, but seriously, thank you, thank you for preaching to us, ministering to us, and being vulnerable. Because I believe when people are vulnerable, it allows other people to be vulnerable with themselves and actually do the work that God needs to have done in their heart. So, thank Wonderful. you for being alive today.
0: Thank you, Annie. This is really special. This meant a lot to me. I will take it with my day today. I'm just really happy we did this. hey
1: friend thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me hang out with my guest and listen all the way through hey listen before you log off i have an ask for you I'm not very good at asking people for things, so really putting my foot forward here and asking that if this podcast has in any way, shape, or form helped you, helped your friends, helped your family, helped your spirit, helped your soul, helped your mind, helped your body, helped your heart, would you please, for your friend Annie, leave a review, leave a comment, put some stars out there, be honest, of course, but it would really help me out if you would like and review this podcast, especially if it's made any sort of impact in your life so that it can then go forth and help whoever else God needs to hear this message. I'm sending you love. I'm cheering for you, rooting for you. Let's go have an awesome day.